What's going on, people? This is Smitty Smith. This is Vi. Welcome to ENA, the Everything and Anything podcast. We have a special guest in the building today. Yes, we do. We have a professional speaker and certified life coach, Mr. Terrence Tillman. Oh, What's going on, everybody? Appreciate Hello. y'all. Oh, we appreciate you for coming on. on. Hell yeah, we do, goddammit. <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. So let me start off by saying, without the proper perspective, you will never find your passion, and without passion, you'll never fulfill your purpose. Yeah. Explain that. Um, well, for me, everything is about perspective um, okay. in, in life in general. Um, that's something that my, my father taught me. You know, in the worst of times, in the best of times, you have to have the right perspective because with the right perspective, it, it'll lead you down the right path. Okay. So what is it that your primary function is that you do? I should say you being a certified life coach. Mm-hmm. So my primary function is is helping people uh, achieve their goals. Um, so when we do life coaching on a one-on-one basis, I sit down with them. We make plans and things like that. Set goals. And I'm like really their accountability partner. Accountability partner? Yeah. So you're there to punish them when they're not doing <laughs> what they're supposed to do? <laughs> no, no. But, but everything starts with accountability. It's just like having a personal trainer. You okay. know, somebody to keep you honest. Like you say you want to lose 10 but you're not doing the right things. You're not eating the right things. So you have a personal trainer there to say, hey, you need to get on this meal prep. Stay on, stay on track. Do this the right way. And, oh. make, co- 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 excuse me, and make corrections. Like We all need that. Mm, okay. So you said you, uh, you specialize in creating personalized plans and providing tools to guide one forward to achieve desired goals. Mm. How exactly do you do what it is that you do? Like for each person, obviously, is going to be different. Yeah. But what are some of the ways that you go about accomplishing those for the individual? It's like assessments. Uh, I do assessments. It's like when you go to the doctor or you do anything, you go there, you have a whole questionnaire, right? Okay. And, and the doctor makes a, a pretty much a customized plan just for, for you. And it's, it's not one of those Scientology questionnaires because no. I have like a hundred no. questions on that. If you've never done it, I unfortunately kind of got bamboozled into going inside. Yeah. You serious? Yes. Me and my cousin, we was walking in um, California and they said, hey, why don't you try this personality test or whatever? (laughs) And it had a hundred questions and both of us was trying to get out of it. But it's like they don't want you to leave. So they make it hard for you to. But anyway. No, no, it's definitely not that. That sounds like a cult. That's that's the first time I heard that, yo. (laughs) So beware, beware. Okay, so what are some ways um, or examples of what you have already done for people? Um, so the last client that I, I had, like they, their main thing, their main goal was to really get organized. They had a lot of, a lot of goals and, aspira- and aspirations but didn't know how to get there, okay. right? So we, we kind of sat down and we put everything on paper, mm-hmm. you know, and just really hashed things out from, mo- from most important to what is the thing that you really, really want to get out of uh, your, your goals by – 2019 so we sat down put pen to paper um and then i hashed out a whole plan for them and then we stuck to each week each regimen um and every day you know i'm checking in on them every single day you know that's all i do it's not a game facetime um you know because you you just never know really when somebody needs help because even if we have a a plan Mm -hmm. right they may fall off or they may say man you know what well how do i get to this or how do i get to that you know what I'm saying? So then it's it's me that's gonna say, hey, how you doing with this today? You said that you were gonna eat this. So did did you? You said that you were gonna go to bed at by 10 p.m. Okay. You, you in bed? You know, it, it's just stuff like that. 
you know what I'm saying that I'm really trying to be their accountability partner. So do you make house calls or do you or do they come to your office? Um really everything that I, I do is either over the phone or via video chat. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. cool. That's, that's 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 very uh tech savvy. Yes it is. Yeah. I wish I had an iPhone. Actually, he doesn't have, I don't an, iPhone. have an iPhone. That's no. right. Android in a building, baby. Yeah. Okay. Note 9, yeah. You, you feel better? You feel better that you found a friend? You got a friend in me. <laughs> hey. Um, how how did you get into motivational speaking? Um, well, I think through through kind of like a really rough time in my life. I think uh I lost my job and my dad was in the hospital. My mom was in the hospital, and then oh, I I went into work and got laid off. So all the same week. So my mom had a brain aneurysm. My dad was in the hospital taking chemo, and you know my my job knew that at the time. And I went in and walked in, and they were like, "Listen, we're doing cuts, and you know, sorry, but here's your severance package, wow. and have a nice day." Um, Is that company still standing? Yeah, yeah, it's a big one too. Mm. Um, so. You know, from from there, I was left with just a lot of things with my mom being on her deathbed, you know, having an aneurysm. Um, And so just going through the process of of being unemployed, things like that, and trying to find some source of of inspiration without spiraling down the wrong path. And I started to notice that I was was going down the wrong path, trying to keep up with just so many different things. Bills need to be paid. I'm trying to help out my parents with, you know, medical things and bills and stuff like that. and then, so I started to just watch more motivational videos and stuff like that, and I started to go to some of these things that some of these guys were having, and I would drag one of my best friends along, and we would go for a while, and until one day she said, you know what, I'm not gonna go with you anymore to any of these things. And I was like, damn, man, that's kind of foul. Like, you're my best friend, like, why not? And she said, because the honest truth is, they never said nothing that you haven't said to ever. So until your Ooh. name is, is is on the bill, don't ask me to come because you plan. Sounds and like I was like, oh, okay. Man, was, Sounds like she's the she, one. She, she wanna motivate you, yo. Let you know, like, yeah. look, yeah. your research stops here. Yeah. It's time for you to do it. Yeah. And and that was the, um, excuse me, the, the punch in the face that I needed. That was the slap because I was like, whoa. And I was like, me, do this? But it's something that came so naturally to me you know, since high school and when I was younger and, and I'm talking to my friends and I'm just blah, 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 trying mm-hmm. to help and do all these things. I never really thought I could make a career out of it until that day. And then that's kind of what sparked everything for me. Uh, and then I got a job working in nonprofit, uh, te- teaching workshops and things like that to people who, um, who were uh, on public assistance and things like that. So that kind of what sparked everything. And okay. Like two years later, I think we're here now. Oh, man. So what do you find yourself talking about more like what topics um more so than others as much as i don't like to get pigeonholed i think relationships uh, tend to be like one of the top topics told you (laughs) told her that (laughs) so when it comes all written down right here yo well let's let's be clear about something there are many kinds of relationships Mm -hmm. that we all (laughs) that we're all kind of having trouble um in it could be a relationship with self with mm-hmm. family, with the significant other. So when you say relationships, which relationship? Well, the most popular one to talk about is obviously the one where you have boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, st- stuff like okay. that. Um, but I really do like to, to dive into kind of like your, your relationship with yourself. 
because I believe that's one of the most important relationships that you, that you can have. So then I have a question then. Yeah. Because I hear that all the time, see it all the time on social media, love mm-hmm. yourself, love yourself first before you can love someone else. Mm-hmm. My problem is people are always talking about loving yourself but not how to. Like mm-hmm. how do you go about loving yourself on a daily basis to make sure that the love you have for yourself is so strong that you are now able to go out into the world mm-hmm. and try to find your your other half, so to speak. So I did a, a panel discussion uh, on Saturday and this topic came up and we had people, you know, write down kind of what their, you know, what they thought a relationship should be or what they expect from their, the opposition, right? Mm-hmm. And, and everybody else kind of said the same thing. So it was pretty much, you know, uh, honesty and integrity, you know, cheating, you know, respect and stuff like that. But to me, everything starts with value and knowing what your value is, knowing what your value system is. Mm-hmm. I think that's gotten lost. Yeah, I think we, we know what we want from the opposition, but we don't really know what we want, like for ourselves. So the core values. Yeah, yeah. And knowing what your non-negotiables are is, is good. But if you don't <laughs> know your value, you'll never really know what your non-negotiables are. And you're never going to follow through with your non-negotiables because you don't know your own value in itself. So to me, it all starts with your value system as a man and as a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your value system, right? Because I know for a guy, their value system normally is how much money they make, right? Okay. And how many women they can sleep with. Okay. Right? That's kind of like normally what a man's value system is. Not, I'm not saying everyone's, but on an umbrella. That's mm-hmm. kind of what a man's value system is. Okay. So what I mean by that, yeah, is so what we teach our young men, right? And mm-hmm. this is what I mean by value. So what we teach them is kind of just don't communicate, things like that. See, I believe that communication should be a value point for, for men. Uh, right? I, I think for everyone. No, right, right. Uh, okay. I'm going to get there. Oh, okay. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but it's very prevalent in women. It's very prevalent mm-hmm. um, because you're taught to express. Mm-hmm. Like from a young woman, yeah. like you're taught to express. Don't worry, cry. Like it's okay. Like, Show emotion. Yeah. Talk to me about it. As we're, we're men, it's like, listen, you know, man up. Don't cry. Don't communicate. Man up. That's just who you are, right? But the problem is I find is now we have a bunch of 25-year-olds walking around with a lot of rage, hurt, and anger and don't know where to put it, right? Mm -hmm. And then now they're supposed to know how to communicate, how to love, right? When they don't even know exactly what that word means or how to express it because that's what we're trained to do. So I kind of feel like we need to kind of reinstill what our value system is in men and women too, right? So that's kind of what I mean by value system because if if we can re kind of re- redo or reskill what we think are as values then i kind of feel like then you'll get a better result as what you would say is you know what how do we love well how do we love myself well how do i love myself if i can never express love like how do i love myself mm-hmm. I, I mean I, and that's a real question how do i love myself when i have 25 years worth of pent-up anger and aggression and i was told i can't express it and then okay. I, and then i'm being crucified for the very thing that i was never given the permission to do Damn. So I, I think, and the same thing with women, a woman's value system is historically, oh, is she married? Does she have a Prince Charming? And how many kids can she bear? Right? Yeah. And I think we were kind of taught a very Disney-like mentality, like when it comes to <laughs> women, right? It's funny you said that. So, <laughs> I, and that's, and that's kind of society. 
But it's just, I felt like you guys were taught so much one way and us so much of a different way where I kind of felt like you guys were done a, a disservice because your value system is, is so much more. Mm-hmm. But that's why you kind of say, hey, I'll settle for this or I'll just date this guy or I'll just, because you know what? I want this thing. I want this marriage. I want this ring. I want this these kids because that is what's going to solidify me. Or that's what I'm supposed to have. All right. Or no, but that's what's going to solidify me as a woman because yeah. I, I know people, women that have money, mm-hmm. six figures, mm-hmm. balling. They don't feel solidified because they don't have this thing, right? And they will compromise themselves to get it because they don't know their true value system. Mm. And that's the same thing with men. Why do you think men can pick up from their family and just leave the money on on the table and bounce from their family? Because they say, listen, guess what? I'm giving you money. But you never told me really I had to stay with my family. You never told me how to love, right? So I can always pick up and leave my family because you got here, here's the money, here's your house, or here's, I'm taking care of my family. I have a lot of money, right? Yeah. So guess what? That's all I have to provide is just that. Wow. Because that's because that's my value system, and you can't tell me different. So it's, it's, that's what I mean. But if somebody was told me, hey, Terrence, you can communicate, you, you can express, let me teach you as a man about family, the importance of staying with family, the importance of creating, of picking the right woman, let me show you the importance of that. Let me just not tell you that, hey, it's okay to make, you know, that it's just okay to make a certain um, amount of money. That's where your value is or drive a nice car. Uh, and I think women were taught all of that. So men are kind of crucified for not knowing these things, but that was never in their value system to begin with because you, you brought up women completely different than you did men. Yeah. And that's the thing. Women value family, right? Yes. You're taught to, right? Yes. As a kid, oh, play with this. Oh, like you're brought up to meet Prince Tommy and make a family. Yes. And I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, feminized men. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But, what I'm, but what I am saying is there has to be a piece on communication. There has to be a piece on, on the value of family instilled in men as a value point. So that when they grow up, it's not just, oh, here's the money. I, I'm going to go bounce to the next one and make another one. Oh, because I've got it like that. It's more of... I know what my non-negotiables are, and I know my value. My value is more than just what society tells me that it is. And I'm going to make sure I pick the right person that's going to reflect that of me and hold me to that. And I think that's where we start is because I, I love me first. I value me first, and I know what my value systems are. And that's kind of what I mean by, by value. Okay. Wow. So, uh, so the whole lot, you over there deep in thought. <laughs> like he's just I staring off. Like, no, it's not about nah, that. But now you, about that. you got me thinking about what's my value system. Nah, ain't about that. I mean, you, you touched on a lot of things about um men and I mean, I mean, I, I know you're not speaking for like every man no. is like that. No, you know, but it, there are certain individuals that's just like you know what, I can't be with you. Give his money, kids should be good. I'm a bounce. Mm-hmm. So there's other dudes out there that actually take care of the kids. Of course. You know, even though they're not in the picture, they try to be, mm-hmm. you know, but every relationship, every relationship is not the same. You know, mm-hmm. some, like, honestly, some, some babies are not playing. Most babies are not playing. <laughs> Shit, I don't even think I was playing. But <laughs> I'm going to say that most babies are not playing. So you probably, a person probably is dealing with a female or a, a female is probably dealing with a dude. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be with that person, surprise, you got a baby now. So now you got to take over responsibility. Yeah. When it comes to that, topic in itself 
What I meant was, if you have the correct value system, a lot of times you'll make better decisions you, ab about yeah. about who you choose to lay down with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, you know, and what you will accept and the type of person that you'll lay down with. Mm -hmm. And I think I've seen that where somebody knows their value system, I think the situation even in itself, even even when it comes to co-parenting, the, the situation will be a lot better. Um, even if you're not with the woman or, or guy, the co-parenting situation will be a lot better because you picked the, even if it doesn't work romantically, you've picked a solid person t to make a baby with. Like some t type of a good foundation yeah. that you can instill in a child. Yeah, from both sides. From both sides, yes. You know, and I think that's that's kind of what I mean. Um, because if you value yourself, then you value who you'll lay down with. Mm. And that's on both sides. So for when I'm getting to top <laughs> two um. uh, values that everyone should have on both sides is definitely communication mm -hmm. as well as family. Yeah, yeah, so it, definitely it's value communication. That should be there. Yeah, because I think we've all grown up sometimes. I think even from for me, as great of a father as my dad was, like he was more of a listen, man. Don't don't talk, man. Like, listen, when we at the kitchen table, let the food slap your mouth. <laughs> my mom is like, uh, no, he needs to be able to express himself and to communicate. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who said, listen, you know, because one day you're going to need it in business, relationships, anything that comes across your way. You're going to need to know how to communicate and communicate effectively. And that's something that I took from that. And I said, wow, you know, that's I need that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like morals also sculpt the person that you're going to be mm -hmm. as a kid, you know, when you're growing up, you know, because I was raised in a single family household. Mm -hmm. My mother raised me and my brother, you know, so it was it was so many ways that I could have went. Mm -hmm. But the the morals that she put in me made me go a certain way. Plus, you know, it, it was the fact that I wasn't very hypnotized by the street mentality of doing certain things mm -hmm. in that way anyway. So even though she also was in my ear, I also had my own mind to think about it, but her morals was always guiding me, you know. Like what morals? Until this yeah. day. Like what morals? Um, I mean, as, as far as relationship goes, she always taught me like old fashioned things, you know, like the female should be on the inside, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, like going on a first date, you know, bring flowers, open the door for a female, you know, Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, you know, certain certain things you should know. The things that I missed out on was like learning how to shave, learning how to fight, I could tell. you know, playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been brought to you by Gillette. Oh, man. <laughs> right. All right. So morals. Morals is definitely important. Um, one thing I think we're failing in the moral category as far as the people is respect. Mm -hmm. That's something that I see a lot of, that I don't see a lot of in the kids. Yeah, I agree with kids. that. Kids, and I think because it wasn't instilled in them as a child, like to right. not know the hierarchy of family, like mm -hmm. you can talk, not that, not to say you should disrespect your sister or your brother, right? but talking to your sister or brother in one way is fine, but you can't talk to your mother or your grandmother in that same way. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I find some people feel like, well, if you talk to me in this way, I can talk to you back. No, if that's an adult, then I told my son, if a teacher comes at you in a way that you don't like, you don't argue with the teacher because that's still an adult. 
you tell me and let me talk to that adult. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that because yeah. you're still a child and you still have to remain in a child's place. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. If you are being disrespected, yeah. I do agree that you should stand up for yourself. Yeah. But never forget that respect. So now it goes on your tone mm-hmm. and the words that you choose to use when you are um, standing up for yourself. I agree with That's that, true. too. I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I feel like um, if, if you're a child, you should never... I was always taught not to raise your voice at your mom. You know, well, I don't know. Everybody in this room says something under their breath. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 everybody yeah, says yeah, something yeah. under their breath. What? Like, what? What you say? Nothing. I ain't say nothing. <laughs> but you got, you got, you got. I'll say you got, you got kids, and and you have you know adults out there that that talk to their parents like they. Like a, like a nigga on the street, yo. Like, yo, man, fuck is wrong with you? Or, yo, yeah. you got the crazy, you bugging out, yo, you, you, yeah. you doing this, you doing that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. like, like for a person that lost his mom at a young age, like, yo, son, you, you better be careful how you talk to her because once she's gone, you don't regret saying those things to her or yeah. treating her like that. That's why there's a lot of times, I'm sure you guys seen on the internet, where mm. these kids be talking to their mother some type of way, yeah, and yeah, you have so another crazy. person... Not even, you know, not even related. It's yeah. just a stranger. Like, yo, dude, how you talking to your mother? Like, cause it affects you so bad yeah. that mm-hmm. you feel like you have to say something. Like, I, like I, I saw, um, it was a, it was, it was something on Instagram, and this dude was cursing his mother out, yo, like really going like on in his the mother. Store, right? Yep, and a dude oh, oh, out of yeah, nowhere, yeah, dude out of yeah, nowhere yeah, yeah. just knocked him out, boom, <laughs> and then he stood on top of him, was like, yo. You don't talk to your moms like that, man. You only get one of them. So by mm-hmm. him doing that, I could tell that I could tell that he he either he either lost his moms or he really he lost his moms and he really miss her. Mm-hmm. So he don't want nobody disrespecting their mother, regardless Facts. of how they treat them or anything like that. that at the end of the day, it's your moms. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't you can't talk to your mother that way. Cause that, and I, and I tell this to anybody like you shouldn't talk to a female any type of way. Don't don't, don't get me twisted. There are some females that deserve to be called, you know, certain things. But I say, I I have nieces, I have sisters, I have aunts, you know. I I wouldn't want nobody calling my sisters, nieces, aunts, anything crazy. So why would I say that to any other female? Well, I feel Mm -hmm. like the problem with that is you shouldn't talk to anyone crazy. You Mm -hmm. You shouldn't. You know, say anything to somebody that you really would not want to be said to you, period. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not just so, oh, that's your mother. No, you shouldn't talk to anybody like that. Um, People shouldn't be all kinds of bitches and hoes every time you're mad. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody shouldn't be talked down to just because they're not doing something right. Because but that's all you know how to do. That's, that's not right. That's accurate. And I think, but a lot of that stuff starts in the home. And, you know, parents will always be up respected, but sometimes... You know, as parents are getting much younger and younger, a lot of times you'll mm. uh, you'll see yeah. like their mother talking to their mother crazy, right? So you'll yeah. you'll see the yeah. grandchild listening to their parent, yeah. like you know their yeah. mom, and then their mom arguing crazy, crushing each other out, and so that's what they grow up with, and then that's what they end up doing too. And a lot of it's very generational. Yeah, or, or you see like yeah, yeah like, like you said crazy. like the young the young parents because you honestly you're right. That's a good point right there. Yeah. Because honestly you're right because a lot of like you said a lot, of, a lot of young dudes don't know how to interact with a, a adult relationship. Right. So sometimes they'll 
they'll start fighting. They'll, like they'll start fighting each other, like physically fighting, and the kids are watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, by them watching that, they probably think the, the son's probably thinking like, "Oh, it's all right for me to hit a female," and the female's probably thinking like, "You know, it's all right well, to get hit." You no, know, or you know, not like the color purple. You know, she she fought everybody. You know. <laughs> Oprah man, yo, you know she got yo. Oprah, go ahead, you told Harpo to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but seriously, you know, you know, and and, and that's dude, it's it's so hard out there, you know, especially for our community, mm-hmm. for our men, you know, to to grow up the way we are, you know, and, and it's 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 very disrespectful because. When you when you on a bus, post presentation mm-hmm. like that, and you be hearing these kids talk, yeah, and they be so disrespectful. Yeah, you be want to just grab wanna, them up like you want to pluck them in the mouth sometimes, but you know you can't because they they don't. I ain't say nothing about plucking. Well, right? that's, I ain't say nothing about plucking. Crazy, you got to pluck in the mouth. No? Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Got, that ain't what I like got. A- <laughs> <laughs> I got a little worse than that. But. <laughs> well. The things we're talking about right now is- Beatings. Hold on. <laughs> I ain't finished yet, yo. Beatings. All right? That's what they need. And and I'm sorry, ACS, but yo, kid, yo, they need they need the ass whip. They do. <laughs> they need the ass whip, man. Yo, I got beat with a hanger, a game controller. Okay, well, calm down. A plunger. Listen, oh. I don't I don't think the a limit, plunger. I don't oh, think the statue of limitations stop at a certain time. I don't know. Oh, 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 I don't know if they oh. stop at a certain time. I don't want oh. anybody coming over to your house. Yeah. Oh, Talking yeah. to your mother. You know what I'm just saying? Let's let's no confessions right now. I'm no saying, man. moments. You lost me at plunger. I ain't, I, ain't <laughs> know what, I ain't know what to do with that right there. <laughs> now what was no Adam the Weaver thing going on? That's man. exactly where I was going. I, was I, like, I already oh, knew I it. I already knew it. Let's say, yeah, plunger. I'm like, oh man, yo. Well, a lot of adults they like, I right, well, my father beat me, so I'm gonna beat my kid, mm-hmm. and, and so forth yeah. and so on. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to figure out what's wrong with yeah. him. Like, why is he acting this way? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, there's some there's some kids, when, when they when they hit teenage, they, they feel like they they Superman. Yo, they want to back talk, mm-hmm. put their hands in your face and yep. start, all right, let me show you who dad is, right? They start feeling themselves. Exactly. Because, you know, you know, all the girls start liking you, all right? So, you, yeah, you, you try to feel, yeah. oh, you got a little bit of muscles, like, so you, I, 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 ain't never I, had them. You know what I call them? I call mm-hmm. them little hookers and hoodlums. Yeah, man. And them little hookers be getting in the um, getting in their face and in their ear. And then when you got a when you got a girl, you got them little hoodlums getting in their face yeah, and their man, ear. putting that dirt on their back. Right, you you old school for real, man. <laughs> hoodlums. I ain't gonna lie, you old school for real now. Oh man, like, you better have a grandmother and be like, get off my lawn. <laughs> and you live in an apartment complex. <laughs> Well, we are a product of our childhood parents and environment. Yeah, yeah. So what we learn, we tend to pass on, which is like yeah. what he said. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. can we even begin to be right if what we learned was wrong to begin with? Well, I think at some point, as an adult, you are responsible for your own actions. You know, just because that's how you were taught or that's how you were raised. At some point, you know, you got to look at yourself and say, is this right? Because a lot of times we know it's right. I mean, mm-hmm. or, or we know it's wrong, yeah. and then it's like we just continue to go down the path because it's comfortable, and change is uncomfortable. But yeah. it's just the type of life you want for yourself, and it does that align with where you're going in life, mm. you know? So I think if you know it's it's not, you know, going to get you to the end result of what you want, and you got to make a change, and it starts with accountability of yourself. 
because it's very easy to blame, you know, your mom, your dad, or your uncle, you know, but at some point as, as an adult, you do have to say, okay, something is not right. Do I seek help? Do I acknowledge that, hey, there is something wrong? And what I'm doing is not producing the results that, I'm, that I really want. And you touched it right there when you said we have to seek help. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that we don't do. Yeah. There, there are a lot of undiagnosed yeah, people, people out, out there, there right yeah, now. Man. And, you know, abuse is not always physical. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is emotional. And sometimes when I say there are a lot of undiagnosed, there are people out there who are very negative and hateful and mm-hmm. say things and don't take responsibility for the things that they're saying and how they're hurting people. Mm-hmm. But how do you get people to seek help that you know they need when they think they're fine or... Listen, I am who I am and what I am, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, sh- yeah, how do you, like... Well, I, I mean, to be honest, you feel some, you can't change people. You know, like, you can try and advise the best that you know how. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is adamant on staying where they are, the only thing that I can't control is whether I'm going to rock with you or not. Yeah. And wow. be close. Because yeah. just because we used to be cool don't mean that we can stay close. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and because mm-hmm. your toxic behavior is contagious. You know, it's like a cancer and it spreads. Wait, wait, repeat that. Time out. Repeat that. <laughs> now nah, I say your toxic behavior is like cancer and it spreads. Yeah. You know, and that's something at some point, And but that's what I mean by for me. <laughs> you are so corny, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So if she is so corny. Right. I needed people to hear that twice. Not once, but twice. Because right. it is. It's contagious. It is, because she said that in the, in the first podcast. <laughs> you know, she said that in the first podcast. I was so, thinking about that. You know. You're absolutely right. And at what point do we now have to start taking responsibility when we just know better? Because I say that to say, as a kid, you, however your, uh, your nature or your nurture is, you really can't help it. But once you get, I think, in high school, when you're actually learning more about the world and, mm. and how life works, is is that the point in time where we should start to realize if we have a problem and if we can try to fix it? Well, well everybody comes to their realization in, in different ages and different stages of their life. And a lot of times in high school, like you said, like a lot of times you think you know everything. That's true. So a lot of times you don't yeah, come to the realization. Correct. That's true. That's correct. So a lot of times you don't really come to the to realization. So you could be mid-20s, you could be 22, 23, 24, 25. Shoot, some people don't even realize until it's... 30 mm-hmm. you know but when you realize it then it, it's like it's time for you to get some help you know because you can't do it by yourself a lot of times yeah it's gonna take somebody to to say hey you know this is the plan for you you know and, and I, I think you're right in this community we don't do it enough and our mental health and emotional health is really not valued and that's what i mean the stuff is the stuff that should be valued is not valued we value more relationships with people than we do for our own self so we value marriage and, you know, relationships with boyfriends and girlfriends more than we do our own self. And that's part of the biggest problem. And that's a huge problem for me. It's just because I hate to see that. Yeah. Because when you value your own relationship with, with somebody else more than you do yourself, then your relationship with that other person is never going to be successful. Because now mm-hmm. you're dependent upon them to make you happy and yeah. to everything. You know, when you, sh- when you should have been unpacking your bags from a long time ago. I wanted to to touch base on is love. So I read that love is a commitment to getting yourself emotionally, mentally, and spiritually sound before you invite someone else to love you. 
Mm-hmm. Self-love and knowing your self-worth is essential before you make a commitment to loving someone else. So like I asked from before, how is it that we do begin to love ourselves? Like what are the things that we can do on a daily basis to, to get to that love and to keep that love and to strengthen that love with us? Mm. Yes, sir. You have a question? You in the back. Yes, I, I, I would say this. Oh, by the way, my name is Smitty. Um, I would say this. And you're an alcoholic? <sighs> I know one. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. Um, keep a journal. You know, keep a journal. Always write in it. You know, because you you will experience yourself in a way that no one else will. You know, you can write down anything personal, anything like that. And do yourself a favor and read, read the passages that you wrote. Not not now, but let let some time pass and read, and you'll see how you evolve as a person. You'll like see. Every week, you mean? Huh? No, like no, not every, every week. week. Like let, let's let's just say you started. Let's just say you started it in January. Mm-hmm. Go back in July and read what you wrote in in January, and see if you feel the same way. See if your views are the same. Okay. You know, see if you feel the same way that you felt before. You know, I, f- I feel like that's that's a way to get inside your own head. You know, I mean, I mean, of course, I'll say professionally, you should definitely go see, you know, psychiatrists or therapists or anything like that. But a journal is always good to see what's inside of you, you to know. see if there's any growth. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. There, um, to piggyback, yeah, there was one journal that I, I actually had. I think it's called the, the five-minute journal or something like that. And it makes you do, I think it's a... In the morning and at night, it's three things that you're thankful for, and you know three things that you want to accomplish during the day. And then at night, it's pretty much a recap, okay. you know. And then it, it makes you give thanks a, again to the certain to the things that have happened during the day. So it always keeps you mm. in a in, in a mindset of thanks, and reflecting on the good things that you've accomplished. And I don't think that we do that enough. I think that we just go about our everyday life. And just go, okay, this is what I do, this is what I do, this is what I do, this is what I do. Wake up, this is what I do. But at some point, we really got to stop and say, hey, you know what? I did accomplish this today and be thankful for that. You know, or I did get home. Yeah, or, man, I I got home safe, man. Man, that is a blessing. Yeah, it is. Because when you always keep yourself in that mindset of Thanksgiving, I feel like each day gets better. It's not so bad. And also, and also just celebrating yourself. Like, it's okay to celebrate yourself. Some people, I'm not saying be arrogant, but it's, it's okay to celebrate um, the victories, big or small, that, that you have uh, in your everyday life. You know, it, I, I dropped two pounds. Some people go, oh, it's just two pounds. Nah, man, no, you dropped that's, two. That's good. You know what I'm saying? And some people save the celebration for the 15 pounds or the 20 pounds. Mm. Nah, celebrate the one. So you're celebrate saying the two. celebrate the small milestones mm. also, not just the big ones. To me, there are no small milestones, man. Two pounds is big. You know what I'm saying? It, it may okay. not be what the end result of what you want it to be, but mm-hmm. that, that for that two pounds, for that day, was big enough for me because it's going to add up to the end result. So to me, there are no small victories. It, they're mm-hmm. just victories. Mm. You know, and then always just keep yourself saying, you know, positive af- affirmations every single day. You know, I am blessed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I am attractive. You know, just whatever it is that you feel about yourself. Don't be afraid to say it about yourself because it's you. 
You know, like you expect compliments from everybody else. Oh, I want him to say I'm pretty. I want him to compliment me. I want, but you want to compliment yourself. Why is that? And not in an arrogant way, but you by yourself. Yeah. Like I am accomplished. I did overcome so much from my life, you know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm proud right. of that. And you know, because if you're proud of you, then a lot of times you won't be impressed by small things that people do for you. Because it's like, oh, he gave me a compliment. Okay, that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, because yeah. I, well, I do that for myself on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah like you don't, you don't applaud the singer for merely clearing their throat. Yeah, yeah, we don't applaud the, the, uh, the mediocre, you know. Pe- yeah. People applaud, you know, not cheating. You know what I mean, to me, that's, that's standard. If you're applauding for that, man, you're in the wrong business. Mm. You that's wrote a book yet? Like, what's, nah, like, what's, nah. what's this that's book? The, yeah, I'm surprised you <laughs> ran a book yet, man. That's supposed to be coming, you know. I have, okay. Uh, yeah. Listen, definitely, once it's written and it's published and it's out there or when it's about to be, I would love for you to come back and talk about Interview it. Interview number two. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. One of many, one of many, because I could definitely see you taking, well, where are you trying to take this? Because you already go to different places and you speak. Yeah, yeah. I go to a lot of schools, uh, u- universities, uh, nonprofit organizations uh, in New York City. On different topics? Yeah, various different topics. Uh, I do stuff on job readiness training, too, because that's that's the big thing in our communities. Yeah. A lot of times people go into interviews. They don't know what to say, how to dress. You'd be surprised. No, no, I'm um, not. No, no, no. I mean, you know. Um, what do you mean? Yeah. I've, yeah, it's been, it's been very interesting what you ask certain questions and the questions that people tell you mm-hmm. um and just the pitfalls that sometimes corporations during an in- interview may set for you um to say the wrong things so i i do a lot of um that as well uh job branding training workshops relationship workshops communication workshops and stuff like that too but me i'm, I'm trying to take this stuff you know outside of new york you know okay. um so i kind of cover new york now um within the last two years you know i've Cover right, a lot of ground, so I'm just trying to take it, you know, nationwide. Branching out? Yeah. I see you going very far. Well, that's cool, man. Oh, I, I got to touch on one thing. Yeah. Hey, in, in your website, I, I saw this, and I just wanted to ask you a question on that. Sure. Uh, it says, I always provide personalized attention to help each coachee identify their personal values, strengths, and abilities, and support at their personal and professional goals. Mm-hmm. All right. But... What about the weaknesses? Do you also focus on that as well? And how do you overcome that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the weaknesses are, I think, the easiest part because everybody always, they kind they tend to exploit their own weaknesses. Oh, I'm not good at this. They always tell me that. But then when I ask you, what are you good at? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it never fails. Like, you can tell me every negative thing about yourself. I'm not good at this. I'm time management. I'm bad at this. I'm bad at that. But then I'm like, so what are you good at? And it is just, well, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And so like that, <laughs> like that's that's a big question to unpack in, in most cases that I see, mm. you know. So it's it's easy to deal with the weaknesses, yeah. Because it's easier, it's easy to to get. It's always the bad news is always easy to pass around, you know what I'm saying? So it's really to get people to really realize what their potential is and really get their greatness out of them and pull their greatness out of them and say, hey, tell me, what are you good at? What are you passionate about? And how can we get you there? How fast can do you want to get there? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are stuck. Yeah. And it's and, and that's the biggest word. It, it's just stuck. I mean, there was a point I was stuck. I think we all have. I think that's how you're able to relate to people is because you've been where 
you see they are now, right? Yeah, and I've lost. Yeah, I've lost my job. I've lost money. I've lost a lot. It's just a lot of just just dif- different things. You know, I've been through loss. So, I mean, but with that, it's just I'm not afraid to lose anymore because it's I've already it's already happened, and I'm still here. I want your perspective, because <laughs> sometimes you get to the point where you've lost so much, you're just so scared to put yourself out there because you just might lose again. And if you and but if you lose again. You still here. To, to, I mean, I think that's the thing for me. I was never afraid to go into relationships. I was never afraid to make a jump because I fell already. I've been in failed relationships. And what's going to happen? What happened? I mean, that, that heartbreak. So that's your question. So that's your <laughs> question. You still do, here. Do you feel like it's important for you? Do you feel like there's an importance of getting hurt while you're in a relationship? What do you mean? Yeah. I, I, like like to know the value or to know a better you. Oh, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think getting hurt is inevitable. I think whether you're young, I think unless you just get it right from the very first relationship you ever <laughs> have in life, which that's which rare, rare. But it could happen. <laughs> I, think, I, I think being hurt is inevitable. And I think you learn valuable lessons. And... The, the thing is, people tend to go in cycles and they continue to, to be hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt by the same type of person because they keep choosing the same type of person just with a, a different shell but the same inside. So, do hurt people hurt people? Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, think, that, I think that hurt people can, not all the time, but they can hurt people um, because they haven't addressed... Uh, some of the some of the hurt that they've been through, so they inflict um, their hurt on other people. I think so. Sometimes that's just the way the cycle is, but it's not an excuse. Yeah, it's not an excuse just because oh he made me this. I hate that he or she made me this way. Nah, you chose to be that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a choice. Yeah. That's that's where the responsibility and accountability come in, right? Yeah, because a lot of times it feels like oh like I want somebody to feel what I feel. And that, and that person could be an innocent bystander, but a lot of times people just hurt people, un- unfortunately. But I do believe that there was a quote, I think it was from Rob Hill Sr. He said, heal people can heal people. And that's what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. Damn, man. We like that. You just read a book, yo. You just read a book. <laughs> that that, that, heal, that heal last one wasn't people. me. That one was Rob Hill Sr. That's my guy. Um, yeah, but, uh, you said yeah. heal, you said heal, on heal, heal people heal, can, can heal, heal people. people. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Name your top three movies. My top three movies Carlito's Way, mm. uh, Scarface, American Gangster. Yo, I have not seen Carlito's Way. I got to watch that movie. Wow. Have you seen both? Well, obviously, I'm not talking to you. Did you see both? Mm-hmm. Okay. Were you, were you happy with the second one? The prequel, so to speak? Oh, was that the one with uh Buffy? Puffy. No, Mm-mm, nah, we can't do that. <laughs> I love, do you, do you I love Puff. Count that? Like, huh? like nah, sometimes I, there's a movie that comes out and it's like it was so bad, like you, it's like it never existed. Yeah, either. that was one of those. I mean, and I love Puff. You know, his music is incredible. He's a it was icon. Just a, it was just but a bad movie. Yeah, so. that one right there was scrapped for me. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. And I think that's when Puff started started really like acting. Yeah. You know, because I know he was in Monster Ball. But there's just certain movies that. To me, you just shouldn't remake. Yeah, it's just they just what they are. The classics, and you should just leave them alone. Exactly, just leave it alone. Yeah, 
and that was one of them. Especially like the old hood movies, like Juice. Like leave, leave all those alone, man. Yeah, leave all man, them alone, yeah. man. Don't don't remake them. Don't come out with a don't come out with a sequel. If the movie's like fifteen years old, <laughs> leave it alone. It's fifteen years old for a reason. Yeah. Well, like, yes and no, because look at the best man. He did that on purpose. I, I, you know what? That that that's an exception, right? Yeah. That that in Incredibles. Right, incredible. But that was a different genre, though. I think stuff like Carlito's Way, that's like solid two and a half hours of just content of incredible content. I think you just gotta leave that alone, like Scarface. I, you can't remake Scarface. Please don't remake it. Not, you yo, they, yo, they, 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 they thinking about remaking it. See, that's a problem for me. Okay, I, so I, I can't. I'm do not it. even gonna think about that. What I wanted to say is with Scarface, that's one of those movies that came out before its time. Because mm-hmm. when it came out, it bombed at the box office. Mm-hmm. People did not, um, like critics, yeah. didn't say any good things about it. But now look at what you're saying. It's one of the greatest movies. Yeah, it's a classic right it's there. A, it's yeah. a classic. So it's yeah. like, you know, sometimes movies just don't come out when they were supposed to. Like, would y'all want to see a belly too? No. Not at all. Actually, they came out with belly too already. Yeah. What you mean? Yeah. I missed that? I think you purposely... No. Got nah, it out your I, head. I, I, yeah, I never yeah, even heard yeah. that before. <laughs> yeah, it's to start um um the game. Oh, I, oh, praise the Lord! I ain't see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we well, good over here. Well, All moving right. on then from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, what's your favorite childhood memory? Oh man, uh, probably playing uh, with some of my childhood friends basketball. We had we had a block and we just called the block, man, just hoop for hours. I think that was probably one of my fondest childhood memories. That's dope. Oh man! Hey, if you had a if you had a time machine, what would you change in history? It could be your history or world history. Well, well you could teach Michael Jackson to move. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, if I can go back and I guess in world history, I think I would prevent Martin Luther King from 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 getting shot. And dying, because I would just want, would love to see what, crazy, you know, though. what what he would say, you know, now, now, or over, oh, over my lifetime. Yeah, I think I think that's something that I would love to see. How old was King B? Yo, if he was alive right now, like seventy? Nah, don't get me started with the math. Hey, I'm bad at math. <laughs> Not sure, but it would have been very in- interesting he to been to see yeah. how he would have changed the. <laughs> I don't know how he would have changed things. He's you know, so I, funny, man. Or brought us together for an effective change. Yeah. Hopefully. yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Yo, it, it, y'all, you know what? It would be nice. I mean, we got Jesse Jackson. Okay, no, so... All right, um, all right, come on, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. You, you lost me on that one. So no, I, 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 I was going to say it would have been nice to see Malcolm X and Martin Luther King see Obama get elected we as president. But, but would, what would that have happened um, if... Yeah, you know, like I think, like if, if he stays alive, like it's like the timeline kind of could have shifted and changed yeah. Yeah, everything. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like if, if Biggie didn't die, would Jay Z be Jay Z? I don't know. Maybe he would have. Maybe he wouldn't have. I'm not sure. You know, but <laughs> but, but those timelines change. So yeah. I, I, you know, I don't no, know. The butterfly effect. Yeah. So now, how do we get in touch with you, Mr. Tillman? How can the people locate you on IG or your websites? Uh, yeah. It's everything is uh, at T-Till Inspires. My website is T-Tillinspires.com. Yeah. And what's everything. your IG? T-Till Inspires. Everything. All social media is T-Till Inspires. Okay, okay. T-Till. T-I-L-L. 
Is that your gamer tag too? On PlayStation? Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> I was saying, man, about to look him up, man. He's so, he can inspire me to play Spider Man. Oh, boy. What's your quote? What's your end quote for today? Oh, man. <clears throat> People will say you can't do it. Your mom may even tell you you can't do it. Anyway, you're made to do extraordinary things. Don't let anyone tell you different, not even yourself. That. There it is. There it is. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the ENA podcast. Thank you so much, Mr. T. Till, for joining us today. Thank you all for having me. I really appreciate the platform. You guys are doing an amazing job here. Oh, man. Appreciate Thank you, you, man. Thank you. All right. Well, have a good day, people. Yeah. Right. Later. Uh.